the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning, my dear friends, to all our dear audience on KNUS 710 AM or via podcast. I welcome all of you. This morning, we shall interact first by waking up, praising God. If you're sad, allow God to put a joy, a smile on your face. If you're married, give a good and warm greeting to your wife or to your husband. Give a good warm morning hug or welcome to your children and to all those who live with you. And do me a favor. It's okay to turn on your radio at 9.30 a.m. on Sunday morning and contact friend so they can join in as well. Next, of course, let us warm up the day by being nice to each other and by being nice to the Lord. This is Father Andre, and good Holy Sunday morning with God. Good Holy Sunday morning, my dearly beloved brothers and sisters in the Lord Jesus Christ. My dear friends, the tone of my voice is always excited because of the hope we have on this holy day. Day is a Sunday of the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ from the dead. Day of Sunday is a day where we Christians every week imagine we rise from our sadness, we rise from our tombs, we rise from our depressions, we rise from feelings of betrayals or from feeling downs or sicknesses or illnesses. We rise from human experiences of what's low or what's high or what's good or what's bad, what's illness or what's good health. As a marriage, you know, we, we marry not only into our wives or not only wives into their husbands, uh, we marry also to God, we marry to life, right? And uh, in our marriage to life, God gave us the sequel of seven days, and uh, every day has its own evil. Um, for every day, its own evil, sufficient is own evil, Jesus says in the Bible. And, uh, and somehow, yet on Sunday, um, we take the day to restart the world. Um, and one of the fathers of the church um, I believe St. Irenee of Lyon, he speaks about the uh, recapitulation. Jesus recapitulates everything. He, um, he gathers everything. He brings all odds. He brings all evil. He brings everything up and down. He gathers every power, every authority. Everything comes into his hands. And Jesus, on the day of Sunday, in his resurrection from the dead, he recapitulates everything. He brings everything back to initial. What was the initial? The initial was good. The initial was health. The initial was life. The initial was harmony. The initial was a great order. God wanted to meet with Adam and Eve, and God gave us paradise, and God gave us his entire kingdom to inherit and to be the heirs of his kingdom. God gave us a tree of knowledge of good and evil. God gave us a tree of life. God created angels for us, and he created us to dominate this earth and to lead in his name and to promote life and to live for eternity. Even for every tree, God created the medication from the trees that we can actually eat from specific herbs and live and perpetuate for eternity. But then sin came and Satan came and evil came. The original sin of Adam and Eve came and everything went ballistic. Everything went south. This was the nuclear 
Uh, this was the first nuclear bomb that burst in the world, which produced death in the, um, in a, I would say, in a cradle of a humanity inside the uterus of life. Unfortunately, Satan spit out his evil poison, and man and woman were created in sin and died and started dying. Not created in sin, of course, that's not. But they started recreating like the procreation, basically, until Jesus Christ came and he gave us life. And in baptism, we believe that we are freed of this original sin and we are born from above, from the Spirit. Today on the Sunday, of course, we want to take a look back of, um, on incidents since uh, October 7, since the initial attack of a terrorist group of Hamas against the people of Israel and the responses that came after. Of course, we want to take a moment to mourn and to cry and to weep over the explosion and the hospital, the Baptist hospital in Gaza that killed uh, many, many, many people. Number will not be known. You know, I, I, I tend not to say the numbers simply because nobody entered there and we don't have uh, independent sources inside on that ground. Everything is being confused. Everything is being weaponized, utilized as a war, information war and media war and social media war. But we know that there are many, many, many victims and thousands, of course. We know that people are dying and are being hurt and are being injured inside Gaza and inside Palestine. <clears throat> but today, on the Sunday, we want to also um, give our sympathy. I want to cry. We want to weep for the death of those who died in the church as well. Not, not only the hospital, of, the Baptist hospital for the Anglican church, was hit, uh, whether the parking lot or a little bit of its building, but its church was actually also affected by this by the bombing. Also, another Orthodox church, one of the oldest Orthodox churches inside Gaza, was actually also bombed, and people died um, inside the church earlier at the end of this week, um, I believe on Friday, um, two days ago. And um, nonetheless, we have many refugees internally displaced people between South and North, and the attack continues against Israel. And you now you see this whole worldwide movement to, to annihilate and wipe out Israel from the face of the earth. What's wrong with the people? What's wrong with life? So today, you know, if we were to look at the situation of Israel and Palestine, I think it's setting a precedence that unless we do understand and follow and obey the original call of God for this holy land, for all its people and for all the nations to come to worship Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and to come to worship the most holy name of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and to come to worship God in truth and in spirit, and to come to the city of Jerusalem that all of them will benefit from the blessing that we all receive from the people of God. You know, I bless the nations that bless you, and I curse the nations that curse you. If nations or groups decide to curse the people of God, the Jewish people, the people of Israel, it's obvious, you know, yeah, this is something you could do. You could curse them. But look, the world, all nations will go into war, captivity, plagues, hungers. This is like you're raising a war against God. You have to understand sometimes the limitation. I said on an early radio show, and I like to repeat it because I do not want to forget it. 
you know, as part of solutions is speaking about how could we solve the situation between Palestinians and Israelis? You can't solve it unless you look at the Bible. You cannot solve it unless you obey and you follow the structure given by God. God gave instructions. God told Abraham to go to that land. God told the Jewish people to go to that land. God told the Jewish people to live, to coexist, and to be nice and to share the blessing that God is bringing to the people who lived in those areas. And they were not only the Palestinians. Canaanites lived in that area. It was like almost many, many, many tribes, many people lived in that area. To solve the situation better, I don't think it's a matter of two-state solution or one sovereign solution of one nation. It is whether we choose a two-state solution or whether we choose one big state where two people can live and each have their own confederation and whatever it is that they would agree on. You cannot live in that land unless you realize it is the promised land. You cannot live in that land unless you understand it is the sanctuary that God wanted for his people and for his people to share with others. Unfortunately, not believing in this, you have to take it with God. Don't take it with the Jewish people. Don't take it with us. Don't take it with the Christians. Don't take it with anybody. Go against the Bible. That's something you can do. I think... I am afraid for you guys. I am afraid for the entire world might be falling into a weaponized religion that might introduce the entire earth into a real Holocaust. Not that the first one was not real. Not that the one of October 7th is not real. They are real. But I'm talking a Holocaust that is real where you and yourselves will feel it in every home, whatever you, wherever you are on earth. We have to stop this Armageddon. We have to stop this raged third world war. We have to start installing peace and forgiveness in each other. You know, I want to also say something. 3,000 years ago, even more probably, go look in the book of Judges, chapter 13 to to chapter 18, at the time when Samson was a judge one of the early, early judges of the people of Israel who lived on one side and the Palestinians were on the other side, of course. You know, I love us all. I want to be honest with all of us. Muslims, it is time that you start reading the Bible if you want to understand fully what the Quran is speaking about when it speaks about Abraham or about Jesus. It's time to read the gospel. And at the light of the gospel and the Bible, now you can start understanding the fullness of the Quran. Because you yourself state that Jews and Christians and Muslims are the people of the book. You yourself state that the Quran, the Bible, and the gospel are inspired by God. And all of us are the children of Abraham. You yourself believe that we came from the same Adam and Eve. You yourself believe that we came from Ishmael and Isaac, that we are brothers in Abraham through Isaac and and Ishmael. If this is so, learn about those books. Learn about, really, what the Bible says, what the gospel says. Probably it might shed light on finding an alternative solution 
to what the Palestinian people are trying to seek and truthfully understand that sharing the land with the Jewish people might end up giving them tons of blessings instead of keep producing wars and hate and calamities. And, and, and you know, I do not want to say too much, but I want to say enough to shake your conscience and shake mine as well and to tell you it is time that we learn truthfully about one another if the truth of what you really state is the truth. This is not a challenge. This is an invitation. This is not a challenge. This is an invitation to go deeper into the Muslim religion so you discover its roots in the gospel and in the Bible. And then you will discover that we were called commonly, not separately. That for you to exist, you can't exist and allow Hamas to state or any other terrorist group using violence in the name of God to justify, to wipe out from the face of Israel, from the face of the earth, Israel or the Jewish people or the Christian people to the matter of fact. You can't. You can't allow somebody to stand in New York in Times Square and shout that today we proclaim the religion of Allah over the entire earth and we're going to kill the infidels and kill Christians and Jews. Don't you think people read that and see that even though they won't tell you about it? No. We have to stop this madness. We have to be humble and understand that God, who created an entire universe, God himself created every one of us in our human race. And all of us are the children of God in Abraham and through him, in Moses, in Jesus Christ, and for you in Muhammad, the prophet. It is a religious problem what's happening now in the Middle East. I am afraid that this chapter of the Third World War which erupted in Ukraine, nobody is seeing it from the perspective of what it really is. Ukraine and Russia are known in history to be called the Third Rome. You know, aspects of the Roman Empire are still alive in Europe, part of which is the Holy Roman Catholic Church, part of which is Washington, D.C., the United States, which was shaped after the Roman Empire one way or the other and part of which is still surviving in Moscow, which is called in history the third Rome, as a city of Rome, as a capital of the Roman Empire. Yes, my friends, this third Rome has an empire of Orthodox people that extends itself in Eastern Europe and Central Europe and in Asia. And then somehow the fight between Ukraine and Moscow between Kiev and Moscow, Russia and Ukraine, is in fact a fight inside the Orthodox Christianity. Christians are killing Christians. And the president of Ukraine, who's a Jewish by religious affiliation, knows that better. And the Jews inside Russia and inside Ukraine, they know that better. And the Catholics inside Poland and all of these areas, and the Muslims in Chechnya, and the 44% of Muslims that lived in the old USSR, in the old Soviet Union, they know the complexity of the ethnicities and religious groups that existed forever since Jesus Christ. 
And since the early settlement, even the Jewish tribes of the diaspora lived there centuries before Jesus Christ as well. They know the complexity of the platform where this war is being raged between Russia and Ukraine. It is deep down a religious war. And now in Holy Land on October 7, Hamas makes no favor for the Palestinian people because I am ashamed. If I were Palestinian, I would be really ashamed of what they did. This is not the way to fight for our rights, for our land, for our territories. We have to really stand up and re-examine ourselves and our conscience. Um, Palestinian people in America, many of them are my friends. I see you being partners with Jews. I see you living a good life with the Jews, Americans in America. I see you traveling together, taking the same airplane to go visit the Holy Land. And some of you as American Palestinians will go to Gaza while others to the West Bank. And some of you as American Jews will go to Jerusalem or to any one of these settlements. And then you board on that same plane and come back to the United States and you pay taxes to Uncle Sam. And each one of you go to their own, to their own religious practices. And we live and you do businesses with one another. Look how many partners and businesses we have between Jews and Palestinians, even Israelis and Palestinians inside the United States. Why all of a sudden Hamas can steal? Why is it allowed to be a Grinch in such a way? Why? Why can't we act as mature people now, as U.S. citizens, all of us, and practice and share with Palestine and Israel what the United States has given us, a possibility of peace, a possibility of prosperity, a possibility of family, a possibility of faith, a possibility of religious freedom, a possibility of still being as Jews, as Christians, as Muslims, living in one nation under God, unless one of you has a different plan. And woe to you if you really have a different plan and you want to disturb the peace of the United States. Unless you really don't agree with the Constitution of the United States and you're waiting for some point, for whatever factor you think you're waiting for, so you'll become and somehow more influential or more numerous, I guess, or whatever, and then things might start changing inside the United States. But then where do humanity go? Humanity left old wars, Protestant wars, Catholic wars for 200 years, the Elizabeth I wars and the Bloody Mary wars and the Henry VIII war, you know, and the Puritanism's war and all of that. They left and they sought refuge in the United States of America, Parliament, and you were the land of the free, the land of the free. And look, this land of the free gave me the possibility as a Lebanese-American to come and experience a life of peace and tranquility where my other Christians, brothers and sisters in Lebanon now are so afraid. They're sitting on a volcano. They're being held captives inside Lebanon. They're being held hostages with 150,000 rockets that Hezbollah has buried in our ground of Lebanon. And now Lebanon is being dehumanized because we do not know when a war might blow up and, you know, Hezbollah or Iran might take an option to blow Israel. What happens to whoever was remaining and left of the Christians in Lebanon? Would you forgive yourself if you had the possibility to do something good and not done it? The worst thing good people can do is when people don't do nothing in the face of evil, when they know that evil is hitting. We have a responsibility, even though, unfortunately, this Sunday we will mourn. We have to mourn finding out, unfortunately, that Hamas has hurt and has shaken, has shook all Jews, Muslims, Christians, 
nations. No one has the right to annihilate the Jewish people. No one has the right to kill a child who's 26 times stabbing him near Chicago and his mother because he's Muslim and he's Palestinian. No one has the right to do that. These are the kind of crimes only Satan can do. No human being can do. But these are warnings for us. This little child is not only a victim, is not only a martyr for the sake of Palestine, but this Muslim child who died in Chicago is a symbol of redemption, is a sign of redemption. Him and his mother, I immediately, when I found out about the story, I felt like we're talking about the innocent children of Bethlehem at the time of Jesus, where they were murdered and killed by Herod because he was afraid that the true king of peace is to come and to give peace in the world. I'm sorry. I pray for the healing of that mother, for the healing of his family. But you're not doing a favor for your child, for your son, if you want to harvest the price of his blood by preaching hate against Israel. And I'm sure you know that. We have to treat as a treasure the blood of the innocents. And he's innocent. And he died because he's a true believer in God. He died because he's innocent. Because he believed in a religion that his mom and dad gave him. Honor his faith. Honor his religion. And, and somehow realize and fulfill the fullness of what God has called us to do. In forgiveness. In pardon. In sharing. In denouncing the violence, any violence that is to happen in the name of God must be rejected and denounced. In this regard, my friends, it is good for us to use common wisdom, to humble ourselves, and, of course, to put concrete and reachable goals for ourselves. I invite us all, as Muslims, as Jews, as Christians in the United States, to realize that behind the goal of Hamas, trying to destroy Israel, there could be a devilish proportion to this ambition, which is evil. You know, in any particular nation, to rise against a nation, the rest of it is only counting the amount of destruction and human losses. At any time when a kingdom rises against a kingdom, the rest of it is counting how many losses. But for a group or a doctrine or indoctrination or for a terrorist group to utilize the name of an entire religion that has at least about 1,750,000,000 people on earth, such as Islam, how can you allow that Hamas will rise and in the name of a religious doctrine confiscating your entire will and saying and proclaiming and declaring at the day where the Jews were celebrating the day of peace, the prayer and the dance of peace, to declare that it is a religious duty to annihilate them and wipe them out. This is very anti-Semitic. In the same token, we want to stand against Islamophobia. We need to stand against the persecution of Christians. We need to stand against the anti-Semitism, which allows and somehow that every Jew could be killed. This is horrible. I can't even believe I never thought I would have to approach such hard topics because I thought we matured. I thought that we in America are mature people as Jews, as Christians. 
and as Palestinians and as Muslims, and we succeeded proving to the world that a good model could exist according to which we could live and coexist in peace, love, and coexistence for all the children of Abraham. And all of a sudden Hamas comes and shoots all of us down like this. No, we denounce it. You know, my friends, I'm afraid that uh, there could be a horrible and horrific evil dimension in this attack of Hamas against Israel, which might end up causing major existential damages in the faith of all the children of Abraham and weaponizing the monotheistic religion of Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. If you are a person of faith, whether a Jew, Christian, or Muslim, my message to you today on this Holy Sunday If you are trying to identify, to take a choice vis-a-vis what is happening in the Holy Land, I can tell you what choice you want to take. Take the option of Jesus Christ. You know what's the option of Jesus Christ is? When he stood on the cross, he made the option and he said, Forgive them, Father, for they do not know what they are doing. I invite you to pray with Psalm 55. When a human being is being betrayed, by his friend, when a human being is being killed violently by his enemy. The psalm states that the traitor has turned against his friends. He has broken his word. His speech is softer than butter, but war is in his heart. Remember, entrust your cares to the Lord, for the Lord will support. You. He will never allow the just man to stumble because you, O oh God, will bring them down to the pit of death. Deceitful and bloodthirsty man shall not live half their days. O oh Lord, I will trust in you. May Almighty God bless us all, protect us from all evil, forgive us all of our sins, and bring us all to everlasting life. Amen. Thanks for joining us today for Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre. Father Andre and his team rely on your prayers and generosity to help feed over 5,000 families in Lebanon every month. Go to missionofhopeandmercy.org to learn more. Your support helps buy supplies from local farms and factories, employ truckers to ship the food, all to let these families know they are not forgotten. Go to missionofhopeandmercy.org and donate today. And join us next week at 9.30 a.m. for Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.